Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer here with Jeff Cohen, back with you on 610 AM ESPN Radio, ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. Jeff, it's the first football Friday, and the season started last night in New England. We're in the final month of the baseball season with some of the Phillies' future emerging right before our eyes. So much to talk about. If the callers want to get in, you can join us at 888-728-9941. That's 888-728-9941. Jeff, did you stay up late and watch the game last night? I did. What was the most surprising thing to you? The Patriots lost. The most surprising thing to me was that Andy Reid still had timeouts left in both the second quarter and the fourth quarter. <laughs> that was that, that was what shocked me about the whole thing. But I did not expect a Kansas City win. Um, we'll go through our picks later, and I'm going to try to retroactively pick Kansas City so that I don't already have one uh, loss. Not happening. But no, let's, let's, get, let's, get to the, let's get to the highlight now. All right. Why don't you go ahead and uh, bring on – we're going to talk a little uh, baseball first, right, Jeff? Yes. I'm th- we're thrilled to be joined by former Philly and Colonel, current analyst, broadcaster, columnist, and author, Doug Glanville. Doug, how you doing? Guys, it's a pleasure to be on. Doing very well. Doing very well. It's a fun time of year. Thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. Always a pleasure to get back into Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, so that, that brings up something exciting. So I turned on the radio the other day, and instead of Larry Anderson, we heard your voice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was no, it was it was a lot of fun. I had an opportunity to to do a few games in, in the Mets series, and um, so you know it's something I've done a little bit in the past with uh, ESPN, and I uh, always enjoyed it because with radio you get to kind of tell some more stories. You know, you kind of set the scene, and and uh, you know had a lot of fun just talking about you know when I battled out with Lenny Dykstra for the center field job, all these these cool memories. So. Uh, but yeah, you know, I've very much enjoyed broadcasting over the years, and it was nice to sort of bring it back home to uh, to Philly. You know, obviously the team I loved as a kid growing up. Well, yours and uh, Lenny's careers took uh, veering paths after <laughs> after baseball, huh? Yeah, slightly different paths, but we both share our passion for Stratomatic baseball. So I remember coming into spring training, and his locker was pretty close to mine, and we. We uh, had an order set of Stratomatic baseball cards, and it was like, all right, we had a lot to talk about then. What, what was it like to, to play in the city and now come back and broadcast in a city where you grew up in, uh, really became an adult? Oh, it, it's an honor. I mean, I, I think back to, you know, we I mean, were talking 1976. i got to go back there where probably my Philly fandom kind of kicked in. There was the Dave Cashes of the world, you know, Gary Maddox, Mike Schmidt later and all. And... um you know, so I loved the team, and, and when I was traded to the Phillies, I was sort of that first milestone to see that I could be part of the Phillies family and that history. And um, to be able to now come back around, broadcast, and talk about the next generation, it, it makes this sort of this whole full circle because, you know, playing baseball in the minor leagues in particular coming up, to, you have these coaches that were your, your you know, idols as a kid. You know, I watched – uh, all these players and played, you know, imitated them and wiffled the hall and all that. And now just sort of to analyze it with experience through the game and be that that sort of veteran guy that's now into his post-career. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun to see the game from that perspective. So, so now you're getting to see some of – we've had, I think, 14 minor leaguers make their major league debut for the Phillies this year. And and we saw another one this week in, in the Major League debut of J.P. Crawford, who everybody's been looking forward to for a while. One of the things you tweeted was that there are a few magical moments that capture the feeling of your Major League debut. 
What what was it like to have your major league debut? And what do you talk to young younger players about about what to expect when they come up? Well, it, it's uh, it's an indelible memory. I mean, you think back to you know when I you know played wiffle ball, imitated my favorite players, even the battles of the minor leagues, just trying to get up there, and then finally getting the moment. I mean, it is. It's it's really the convergence of like everything you're passionate about. And I love baseball from from the beginning, and uh, now you're, you're in these stadiums that are like cathedrals, and and you know floating on air, literally. Um, you know, it's and I, I just also you know my debut was with the Cubs, and I remember looking up at the lineup and just it was surreal, right? Sandberg, Grace, and Sosa, and Sean wow. Dunstan, and these are guys I was imitating in my backyard. <laughs> So, I mean, that's the feeling, and, and it's so many different emotions about the sense of accomplishment. The minor league experience, you're, you're like, am I going to make it? Am I going to stay healthy? There's always detractors. Crawford talked about that, right? There's people that are going to say, well, you know, you're not, you're not a top prospect anymore. You can't do this. You have so many things hitting you, and then it all comes together, and, and you're there. You're part of the club. And, you know, obviously no one can take that away, but you feel like you're honoring not only the, the front of your jersey, and especially in my case with the team that I loved as a kid, but in the back with your name and your, your legacy of your family that sacrifice a lot for this opportunity. So uh, it's, it's really everything in one moment. Well, my co-host here, Jeff, and his son are huge minor league baseball fans. They, they go to games regularly and so they've watched a lot of these young players that as i mentioned in the open sort of the future of the team that that's coming up before our eyes and you kind of got an up close look this week what did you see with you know hoskins in the lineup and alfaro and crawford and williams it's exciting for a fan at the end of what's been a tough season to see something hopeful come up at this point it is exciting, and, and there's always debate and conversations about the 40-man roster and the expansion at the end, and, oh, there's too many players, there's all these pitching changes. But for a player, that is your, your moment. It's a, it's a chance to kind of ease your way in and get experience, and, and certainly there's been a lot of great young players to come up in the last few years and have like an instant impact, you know, Chris Bryant or whoever it may be. But, you know, that is the future, and it, it gives you a lot of you know, reasons to, to come back out there to see, like, this is the next generation, and you see the possibility uh, of, you know, what this lineup could look like, and you see flashes of brilliance, and, and you don't know how it's going to go. You know, guys could get off to great starts and fizzle. They could have injuries and all these things that can derail a career. But uh, you know, when you see especially the guys that are, like, homegrown and you – you watch them develop, and you're like, "Wow, they're here!" I saw this guy in a ball, you know. And the Phillies, you know, had given a lot of opportunities, a lot of players, you know, the Hamels trade with Nick Williams, and obviously, you know, Hoskins looks like a, a veteran hitter already. And yeah, Jeff thinks so I have a man crush on Reese Hoskins, and keeps asking my yeah. wife if she's okay I mean, with it. I say he's turning yeah, I mean, into into can't miss baseball. I turn on the TV when I hear, or I turn on the radio when I hear that Hoskins is up because it's exciting to see what he's going to do next. I mean, he has that kind of presence. And, you know, from the booth I was watching and I saw 17 and a big guy. I'm like, wow, that's like Scott Rowland all over again. And, and um, real calm presence at the plate. And uh, looks he looks like a veteran. And so uh, there, there's no doubt that a lot of things that you um, can be excited about as a Philly fan. And, and you know, now, every, like anything else, just being healthy. You know, you lose a lot of arms in your pitching staff. Things happen. That is part of the game, but if you know if it all comes together, people are healthy and produce. You get lightning in a bottle. As as exciting as it is to see all these young players, part of me though does feel bad for 
I'm using air quotes, the older players, because Jason and I have had this debate about when Reese Hoskins was still in the minor about Tommy Joseph went through a lot to get to where he yeah. is. And and now he's kind of he's kind of the odd man out for if, if things go the way they think they're going to go. How is it? How does how does somebody like Tommy Joseph deal with what's about to happen or what may happen to him or or a more veteran player have, having to see a young guy come up and kind of take his spot? Well, it, it's a challenge because every player goes through that at some point. If you're fortunate enough to have a long career, you're going to go through different eras and you're going to get pushed out and challenged by younger players and you know will you have a mentor mentee relationship or you're going to be like a uh you know a battlefront i mean when i first came to spring training uh one of my big league camps where i started playing well willie wilson was still playing the former royals and he was he had a great career and stole a ton of bases and so on world you know world series all these different things and uh i remember he was very upset at toughy Rhodes at the time who was you know about to make his mark uh that you know got into like a pushing match <laughs> with him and uh you know just because you know he was threatened and I, I i understand that feeling and sometimes it goes that way uh, you hope it can be a mentor relationship but joseph who's a young player still in his own right been through a lot of things has to look towards the possibility of you know maybe it is a new home you, you still obviously do the best you can you play he's got power he's got a lot of things to to build on and you know it may not end up happening in philadelphia but you know, it's still a lot of motivating reasons to to be your best and play your best, because you know there are 30 teams, and uh, there's there's times I've heard advice like, well, you know, as much as you love your home team, when you get to these kind of situations, you are playing for 30 teams, and the teams that you beat up on sometimes remember you and and may bring you in for that next opportunity. Uh, Doug, one of the other things that we talk about, getting away from the Phillies, is we often talk about youth sports and the impact that youth sports has on kids as well as adults. Um, one of the things that we've we've read about you is that you've now entered the ranks of coaching your kids this year. Good luck. <laughs> well, the first question is, are you managing the team or assisting on the team? Because that usually determines what kind of bullseye you put on your <laughs> Well, I've, I've done both. I've uh, I've been the, the main guy, and I've done quite a bit of like assistant work. I uh, definitely like the assistant work better <laughs> because <laughs> you can kind of lay under the radar. And, and I'm not at the stage where it's like, all right, I'm picking the best lineups. I'm sitting this kid. Uh, I'm going to try to avoid that uh, as much as possible. But uh, but no, I've I've done it for uh, quite a few years. And uh, of, of course, they always say that the, the kid that listens to you the least is your own son. Or, or always. That's just sort of a, you can't ever be for, right as a dad. Yeah, that, that's just how it like, is, well, right? What are you talking about? Like, yeah, my, like, son's, Pay attention. my son's still too young to talk back, so I've got a little more time on that. But it, it does lead yeah. to the question, as somebody who attained the level in sports as you did, as a coach, how do you balance the, the competition and wanting them to, to be the best team with the lessons you're trying to teach and keeping it fun as a father and a coach? No, I, I actually prioritize the, the the passion, developing the passion, the fun, learning the rules, being respectful. You know, the the things that actually endure in your life and their life lessons, not just like, all right, you know, you're hitting 333 or whatever it is. You know, I mean, yes, it, it's results, and and at higher levels, it becomes more critical that you have to produce if you're going to be in the lineup, things like that. But at this age, you know, my, my kids are like nine and under. They're still a lot of time to sort of foster 
those life lessons. And so that that keeps it fun because you know you, yes you want them to learn to keep score and win and all these different things, but it's it's a tough day in these days because when I came up, you know, I didn't have this vast internet as a kid and all. You know, it's hard now because there's really not a lot of break. There's fall ball and winter ball and spring ball and travel team and and if you you can just you know first of all you can burn out, but you just cannot really get that perspective because it's it's coming at you all the time. So I try to give my kids a lot of you know well-rounded, do other things, play the piano. And uh, there'll be a moment, I'm sure, that they, they'll say, hey, I love this sport or I want to really do more of this, that I can sort of step it up. So in the meantime, I keep that perspective, and I, and I really enjoy that in more of a teaching role. Well, you're, in addition, you know, you're somebody who hasn't really been shy about addressing and, and confronting social issues and challenges that we face. Um, you know, we talk a lot about the role of athletes regarding social issues and the platform that they have. And in preparing for the interview, I found a column that you wrote a year ago called Still Standing um, regarding the Colin Kaepernick situation that made you think about why you were actually standing. And I, I found this quote really interesting, and I just wanted to read it and see a year later how you feel. So it was, people are people. We have flaws. We're all biased. We can be selfish. We can be great. We can change the world. We can also be divisive, provincial, and complex. But I've decided that the tenants are worth supporting, history worth recognizing, the laws worth upholding, the future is worth seeing in our children and in our symbols. We must keep standing for something, even if you are just standing for your, what your rightful belief. How do you feel a year later? Colin Kaepernick is not on our team now. We've had Charlottesville. We've had lots of things go on in this country since. The the protests, the, the statements that are being made continue to go on and grow. This week we had Malcolm Jenkins and Anquan Bolden come out with an interview talking about how it's not a protest, it's a platform for change. How do you feel about what's going on? Well, it's, it's important what's going on. It's very important. And um, and I still feel the same about those words that you that you read back um, because I recognize that you know people sometimes stand uh, you know in, in their own way and and I because what ends up happening a lot is you could project onto everyone like the way to do it right the way to fight the way to protest and I, I was very fortunate that I had so many different options that I was given whether education school all these different things. So, yeah, I can write for the New York Times or I can do other things to express um, my frustrations or challenges or social justice issues or whatever it may be. Uh, not everybody has the platform, that platform. Not everybody has uh, a certain set of tools to use that make people more comfortable, whatever it is. And uh, so I've certainly paid more attention to people using the tools at their disposal and to the best of their ability. And you can stand by sitting, you know, it doesn't, you know, there's a figurative sense of it. And, um, but you know, the, there's always been these layers and challenges of frustrations between uh, a lot of our segments of our societies, you know, race, religion, various uh, gender. And, you know, that's still there. We, there was a time where we felt, okay, well, you have an African-American president. We're now post-racial where we can put all this behind us. But, you know, there was obviously a lot of things that were suppressed and, and bubbling up that still were part of the fabric of our country as we, you know, try to make a more perfect union. And, and, uh, and, that's, and it's important. It it's, it's needs to get out there and to talk about it. Um, you know, I remember uh, talking to one of my friends about it, and, and I get the idea like, okay, I just want to watch football, right? I, all right? I just want to sit and watch baseball. I don't want to be burdened by this. This is my getaway. This is my – but as I've written – many times in different articles, I understand that, but I also know that 
you know, I just want to, I just want to get a taxi. You know, I, I just want to enroll my kids in a school where they're not seen as potentially lowering the test scores. I just want to shovel my driveway. I just want like some of these basic things that have actually, for me personally, have had created conflict and friction and, um, you know, being discriminated against and, um, you know, and, and yet you still can talk about that, I think, and feel very empowered that you believe in the tenets of your country and you love your country. And, um, you know, I, I became a very big American revolutionary fan after I saw Hamilton, uh, the musical, and I, and it's fascinating, but it was always messy and nasty and people laying in the road and protesting. And it has never been this smooth, beautiful, you know, happy Sunday. We've, we've had the fight uh, for everything. And, and I think that the spirit of that is very important to maintain for all of our benefit. Well, and we try to bring up the issue regularly on our show because not talking about it doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't make it go away. And wanting to be in your own bubble and, and not be intruded on into your your sacred opportunity to watch sports while i understand that um you know we talk about how sports is really the ultimate melting pot you have people that come together play on a team and they don't care or look at that and so i happen to think that sports is the perfect platform to help raise the dialogue on this conversation and and i hope it continues and you know obviously we're enjoying talking to you here we'd welcome you back anytime um if you want to join us on that conversation as we talk about it because we think it's important well, I agree wholeheartedly. It's a it's a place where you expect equity, uh, equality. Uh, you know, may the best quote unquote man woman win. Uh, there's there's that expectation, and so it should drive this conversation. Because when you play with players from all walks of life, and you close your eyes and you run after that ball, you're not thinking about it. You're, this is a teammate that you love and and respect, and all that become you become one one single organism. It it, it transcends our what these constructs that we sort of created in, in large degree, right? Whether race or many other elements. So, um, so I agree that that's part of the reason why you're seeing it more in these platforms because it has the visibility, but it also has the expectation that our world can be better. Um, and so I agree with you and I'd love to continue the, the conversation for sure. And I, and I hope Doug, that people continue to read your articles. The your New York times pieces have been great. Um, and I hope that you'll come back on our show and talk more about these issues in the future. Thank you very much for Absolutely. coming on. We, we Absolutely. appreciate it, Doug. You, you have a great day and enjoy the, the baseball playoffs coming up. Okay, guys. You too. Have a great one. Thank you. So, Jeff, we always try to, you know, we, we like to talk sports. We, we You know, it's, it's fun to talk to a former player and hear stories and, and talk record teams and, and players coming up. But he's very well spoken on on this issue, and I found his article to be profound in in terms of examining his own reasons for standing. And I I want it got me to thinking. I never really thought about why I stood either. I just watched everybody stand up when I was younger, and I stood up. I put my hand over my heart, and I did the national anthem. Well, you that, take your hat off. You like those are just things that I did. You learned I, it as a little kid. Yeah, and you I know you stood next to your dad or your mom, and your dad or your mom did it, so you did it. I just yeah. wonder how many people actually think about why they do it. I, I, it. His article made me think about that. You know, it's titled "Why I Still Stand," and it examined what how he became confronted with why he actually stood in the first place to determine whether he wanted to continue standing. It's not something that many people think about. They just go to a game, they stand up, they hear the national anthem. But I, but I think with somebody like Doug, that that's he's the example of of why people have to stop saying, "I just want to watch my sport. 
I don't want to hear about this because because people like Doug and there's so many athletes and there's so many actors and people in other professions who do he knows the issues. He speaks on issues not only based on his personal experience but but how it ex- the experience the American experience is and and people forget about that and and he does it in a way that makes you think. It's not in your face. But but it and he's also not he's not telling you how you need to think exactly he's telling you how he arrived at his thought process and I think everybody should examine that themselves it's not my place to tell you how you need to think no but but when when you read it he's not telling me how to think but I but I think differently yeah he's informing you exactly and and I think I think we need more of him I think he's a leader. I think he'd be a great politician, by the way, which is exactly why you shouldn't you'll, do it. <laughs> you'll be calling him after the show to encourage his next no, career No, you should path. call him. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Heart of Sports on 6 a.m. Sports. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we will talk a little bit of the NFL season that started last night and the Eagles game coming up. If you want to join in the conversation or talk something else, join us at 888-728-9941. Stick with us. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. This is the Heart of Sports on 610 AM. I'm Jason Springer along with Jeff Cohen. Okay, before we, you know, we're going to move from serious conversation with Doug into our NFL talk. But before we do that, our producer behind the glass, Brett, is smiling because um, he got the payoff of his bet of some candy cakes, right? Yes, I did. Um, you're very excited. You actually got two boxes, more than you expected, Jeff. Uh, they, they I gave them a little variety. They I, were I at home on the kitchen table, right? You, no, I actually <laughs> had to go buy more today because I forgot them I today. I told you I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> do you believe that he forgot them today? I'll take a picture of the ones that are still sitting on my he kitchen table. He probably just wanted to keep some in the house, so he had them for him. That's fine. I got two. I actually almost forgot two until he brought it in today. I was like, Darn, oh my I could have ate those. So, uh, we'll move on, but our listeners should have seen the happy surprise on, on our producer Brett's face when he Realize happy, doesn't he? he is. He's on a sugar high right now. So am, just be careful what buttons you push back there. But <laughs> all right. So last night, uh, Jeff, you stayed up for the game. Yeah. Uh, we talked a little like bit. Like you of, didn't, right? Uh, oh, I, I loved oh, okay. it. 
I yeah. I was enjoying what I was seeing. I, I was waiting for all of uh, the Philadelphia fans to start <laughs> second guessing why we didn't draft Hunt. <laughs> I mean, that, that's going to happen. He was there. Yeah. Instead, we took Pumphrey, who probably won't draft. Well, no, Pumphrey was in the fourth round, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, Hunt was in Hunt the third, was the third round. round. Yeah. So they could have gone in that direction, mm-hmm. chose not to. Pumphrey probably won't dress on Sunday, and Hunt it, scored it three touchdowns. It just goes to show you, though, we'll have to see how it how – it, it's only one game. So we'll have to see how it works out. Well, but can you imagine if Hunt does better than all these first-round running well, backs? The roller coaster of emotions in a football game is fascinating, and following it on Twitter is – is entertaining to say the least. He had his first carry and he fumbled the ball. Yeah. And, and he was I the think worst it was the rookie. first fumble he's had. ever ever had in his yeah. life in yeah. like college, At least college and yeah. yes. And so everybody's going on Twitter saying like this guy's terrible, he can't hold on to the ball, what a waste of a pick. Three touchdowns Hall later, he's the best running yep. back to he's ever appear. He's the next Danian Tomlinson. It was a huge upset by Vegas standards. One of the books had said 71% of the money was on the Patriots to cover a 9 point Not me. No, you didn't bet. I, on that? I know better at this point. Just to not gamble yeah. or to bet gamble yeah, exactly. on the Patriots. Exactly, not 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 to bet anymore. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I had the Patriots in one of my fantasy football leagues, so oh, their gosh. defense did me no favors at all last night. Hey, Brett, did you have them as your team this week in your suicide pool? Uh, no, I got the Bills this week against the Jets, but um, Kansas City Chiefs are going to be my team of the year. Because Explain to me. Well, then that's it. This is their last win. Explain. So you picked Kansas City before they beat New England, right? You jumped on the bandwagon before everybody else did. Exactly. I just want to believe me. Check my default picture. It was Kansas City Chiefs at 7:44 p.m. How do you just randomly did you ac- did decide? Did you accidentally to- click on it? No, yeah, I just right? had a good feeling. How do you just Chiefs? randomly choose a team? Like I, I'm an Eagles fan because that's all I know. I can't, and I know, you know, in the past we've you talked. You even have your Wentz wagon shirt. I on. do. I, my wife knows I have problems, so yeah. it's you know, it's <laughs> we all know. Now. Everybody, everybody knows that. But so, how do you like skip around like that? Well, I used to be a Chargers fan, but I remember last year when they uh, kind of messed me up with the pool. So, I was like, so it was a financial situation for you. You made a move because you were unsatisfied with losing a little money. It was a bitter move. Yes. Yes, very bitter. Yeah. So, so basically, the Chargers are now your ex-girlfriend that you can't talk to anymore. Yep. Okay. And Ended the poorly. Chiefs is a new rival. Okay. All right. So I just wanted to figure out where you were. Okay. So you watched the game last night. Yeah, I loved it. And you were excited as a Chiefs fan. <laughs> yes. And they're my defense in the fantasy. And even though I have Tom Brady in my fantasy, and the guy I was facing had he uh, did Hunt bad. in his fantasy. Yeah, it was rough. I can't night. deny, but it was good. Kansas game. City's defense looked good. Houston looked really good. Brady got knocked around in the second he half. He did. It made me a little concerned about what they're going to do to Wentz next week when Kansas City yeah. plays the Eagles. Uh, they did you have want my pick for next week. We'll get there. <laughs> no, um, next week. Not this next week. week we'll get yeah. there. Uh, the Chiefs did not come out unscathed. They lost Eric Berry. For That's a huge season. loss. Guy comes back from cancer yep. and loses the season now because of a ruptured Achilles. You got to feel bad for him. Um, off of all the conversations we've had about uh, traumatic head trauma, Danny Amendola out mm-hmm. now with a concussion. Yep. That follows the injury to Julian Edelman. So, you know, their wide receiving core, you know, everybody picked New England. They're, they're going to run it away with it. Their core did mm-hmm. not look good. Gronkowski didn't look good yesterday. Hogan didn't look good. Cooks looked good on a couple plays, but he didn't look great either. They yeah. just didn't seem insane. I got him in another fantasy league. He did all right, but nothing much for me. No. He had 88 yards on three catches. No, if you had their running back. Only a fantasy fan knows that. Yeah, what's with Mike McGlesley? Uh, well, he came over from Buffalo. Yeah. So, you know, Buffalo fans aren't real happy right now. But, like, they've, well, got, they've gotten rid of their whole, McCoy scores three They've touchdowns. gotten rid of, like, their whole team at this point. Right. LeSean McCoy will be the best player on the field Sunday when they play the Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and should, disgruntled. Should the, of course. Should the NFL be concerned their ratings were down 11% over uh, the past year? No. 
No. Uh, you, you know how much I. Uh, you don't care about ratings, no. but I, I think it's at some point there's going to be a critical mass with advertisers. And when advertisers pull away because they don't see the bang for the Are buck. Are you really concerned the NFL is going to make less money? I'm not. I just asked yeah. a general question. No, no, Do you no, pay attention? It doesn't matter. No no matter what happens, the NFL will make more money the, tomorrow than they did today. Well, that's just, you know, the sun will come up. Right. They asked Jeffrey Lurie if he's, he would sell the team, and he said absolutely no chance. He's, he's not. Five billion dollars he wouldn't sell the team? Uh, it didn't not seem, that I'm coming up with didn't a didn't seem that, like but, he was interested. Okay. All right. Um, before we go into Well, they the, are the gold standard. They are. Yeah. Be gentle, okay? Don't let your Giants fandom come out here no, on the radio. You're on a Philadelphia station. Don't come Stop. with your Giants snarkiness Stop. over here before we'll, we'll we even start. We'll get there when we do their, our picks for their season. We'll get there. Yeah. Don't be bitter, okay? Mm-hmm. I even, I'll throw you a bone. What's I went with bone? the Giants this week. Good for you. I don't know why, but I did. Actually, Actually now, I did. I now did because, I'm not thinking that's going to, if, if Beckham doesn't play, but, I think it's going to be a totally different. But game. Dallas has five guys suspended on defense. It doesn't and, matter if, Be- if Beckham doesn't play, then they got problems on. All right, offense. well, let's run through some of the games this weekend because it's, yeah. it's our first full football weekend. Had the game last night. Where we're uh, going to put our picks up so everybody will know how bad I do. Yeah, exactly. Is that well, uh-huh. you just want people to know how poor I am at this? Sure. Both I, of the, us. The game had me second guessing everything I know about football last uh-huh. night because uh, not many people would have said <laughs> that uh, Kansas City would go into New England if I would have told you before the game that Kansas City would have over 12 penalties in over New England on the yards. road, for, and you'd say that they would win? And that Alex Smith would be the quarterback with 42 points. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, people can say, yeah, I picked Kansas City, maybe mm-hmm. with the points because they were getting nine, Right. but I can't imagine other than Kansas City fans, many people who really thought Kansas City was going to do what they did last night mm-hmm. to New England. All right, Eagles play the Redskins uh, this Sunday. Well, Brett did. Brett did. Yeah. But that's only because he uh-huh. needed. He probably likes red or something like that. That's probably how he picked the team. He really don't likes tell me about one. your grandfather. He likes I don't want to hear those stories, Brett. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, you like the logo. Yeah. All right. Uh, what you got this weekend? Eagles, Redskins. Eagles. All right. Did that pain you to do? No. See. Okay. I uh, see. I I like the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to win, but only because they have to. If I don't think that it's a if you have a must win game at game one of the season, they got another another game well, on the, the road after that against the Kansas City. Then they come home against the Giants. You don't want to come home 0-2. I just I think don't think gonna... Washington's that good. Okay. I don't think their defense is that strong, and I don't think they're at their offense. They don't have much in the way of receivers. I don't know if it's the best matchup for Alshon Jeffrey um, this week with Josh Norman going to shadow him around there. You... Yeah, but this year, unlike last year, they have other receivers that they can, you know, Torrey Smith, if, if, if he's on the other side. Who's going to cover him? It, I definitely feel better about the team. Mm-hmm. I still think that going into this season, you're going to see Wentz throwing 35, 40 times a game. Well, that's the problem. You got to the running backs, the running backs just backs aren't aren't going to be up to par, at least not yet. And and I don't know whether Doug will be patient enough to stick with the run. And he's abandoned it when it hasn't worked in the past. Like Garrett Blunt's a guy that has. Wait, to are you talking about down. Peterson or are you talking about Andy Reid now? Well, they're this one and the same. Right. That's I mean, exactly what would happen. But I, but I think Doug you, will you be mean, more patient. You mean Doug Reed? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, look, he, Peterson's been pretty self-reflective, saying that you know he's learned a lot in the first year. Mike Lombardi, not a fan of Doug Peterson. No. Did you happen to see the comments about he's completely it, unqualified? Yeah, he was pretty rough on him, and I don't know where that came from. I, I mean, I, I don't know how you can get that impression of him. I, I, I do worry that Doug Peterson doesn't command a presence. I mean, he just doesn't have that, you know, whatever gravitas about him. But he seems to know offense. 
as long as you have somebody good on defense, and I think Schwartz is a good defensive coordinator, I think they'll be okay. I think they're going to blitz more this year. Uh, you need a leader. That, that's going to be the thing. When you have somebody like Doug Peterson who doesn't appear to be that vocal, maybe he is and we just don't see it, you have to have somebody from the team who's going to be a vocal, tough leader. And I don't know who that's going It could be Malcolm Jenkins. I don't know who it's going to be on offense, though. Carson Wentz doesn't come across as that guy. Well, we'll talk more about that with the Eagles in the next segment. Let's keep moving with our picks here. Jets sure. are playing at the Bills. Bills are nine and a half point favorite against the Jets. Uh, will the Jets win a game this season? Yeah. Will they win this game this no. season? No. Not going to happen. Okay, so we're both uh, going with the Bills. Yeah. Ravens, Bengals. Uh, These are straight up picks. There. Yes, right, we're not right. taking them with the spread. Yeah. Ravens are at the Bengals. Bengals given three points. Bengals. I still don't know the health of Joe Flacco. Well, that's it. If somebody would tell us who the quarterback is for the Ravens, maybe we could change. I don't know picks, their but... running back. I, I don't. I so I. I would They're go a with... mess. It's amazing how far they've fallen. Yeah, it's it's it could be a tough year for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it could also be a low scoring game where Tucker's involved and their defense can keep it in intact. So we'll have to see what happens. <laughs> this will be. Wait, can you repeat that? You're counting on a kicker. Yes. Look, I've ha- I had that guy for three or four years straight as my kicker. He's a kicker. And He's he, not going to influence the outcome of, of, of any of these Ravens games. If the Ravens can actually play defensive ball, yes, he absolutely uh, can I don't influence think, the I, game. I, I, don't, I don't think that their games, most of their losses are going to be close. I think that they they are going to not be able to score at that's, all. That's what yeah. you, you wonder. Uh, also, Joe Mixon makes his debut for Cincinnati. Uh, the people had questions about him coming into the league with his history. And perfect got an extension after yeah after what he did. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Falcons giving seven at the Bears. Falcons. That was yeah. It's not even close. Not uh, even worth talking about. Steelers giving nine at the Browns. Steelers should it's, be an interesting game though. Uh, actually, the the beforehand stuff will be interesting with the with the Browns. So let's talk about that for sure. a second. Before the game in Cleveland this weekend, the Browns are going to be joined by Cleveland police officers, mm-hmm. firefighters, EMTs. Members of the armed forces as they run onto the field before the game. Organizations also going to show a video before the national anthem, maybe to express solidarity with the community and stress the importance of diversity and equality. And this was apparently at the suggestion of the players. The same players that people were critici- criticizing or uh, before the um, one of the preseason games. And and, and I th- I think it shows that while people got upset that there was a way for them, they made their statement. They were tr- not trying to be disrespectful, and now they're trying to show that this is this we're all the same, and we're we're all part of a community, and this is I I think will bring that community together, you, except for the window guy. You said a word that I keep asking people get upset. I think yeah. they get uncomfortable. No, I, look, I, I, mean, I think they're they not calling com- to our show yelling, but I mean, you listen to some shows and people just call in angry. Why screaming? Though? What makes it, it's that the flag? The, There's something about. The flag, and there there is a pride to that that people aren't seeing past that people aren't being disrespectful. And to you've the flag. seen a back and forth on it with players saying different things. Mm-hmm. People saying, you know, Warren Moon said he doesn't need to protest to get attention. A lot of people are are weighing in with their opinions. This is not going away. No, it's not going to go away. But but this was kind of what I hoped for. I mean, when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I said I was hoping that the players and and teams would, and communities would find a more positive way to express their concerns and find solutions. And that's exactly who would have thought it would have come out of the Cleveland Browns, anything good. But, I, <laughs> but I, think, I think we're seeing something positive out of all of this. And I hope that people will forgive what they got angrier about 
or didn't understand and see what's going on that's positive. Do you think that's happening? Are we getting to the next level of this conversation? I'm hoping so. I mean, y- you never know. But we're get we're oddly getting to that part of the conversation, and one person's being left behind in all of the this. The whole person who started it. Right. Look, Scott Tolzien is going to start for the Indianapolis Colts this weekend, okay? Yeah. And Colin Kaepernick he may be starting for is, them for a while. Is sitting at home. Yeah. Um. Like, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the league that that you question. Not only are they starting, but even backups. I had this debate with somebody the other day. They were like, "Well, you know, he'll be on the team and he's a backup." I'm like, "Tell me who cares about any backup in the league? Like, who can, the backups are relevant. They hold the clipboard. Once well, he signs, well, they, when as, the Chargers had once clip, clipboard, signs, Jesus, everybody like that. Once he signs, yeah. as long as he stands, uh-huh. it's not news anymore. Right? Did you see what Ray Lewis said? Uh, what about Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend? Yes. Yeah, that was rough. That they were about to sign him, and that. Do you believe that though? I think it's a convenient excuse. Yeah, I th- I, Ray Lewis is a blowhard. I think if okay. people want to take a stand for something and for someone, then they will do it. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, they will take every opportunity not to. And I think that's a convenient excuse. Was it appropriate what she tweeted? No, probably not. Is it she was... playing for the organization? No. But 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 look, anything Ray Lewis says, I don't want to listen to because I don't know if I believe it anyway. <laughs> okay, so let's go back to our picks: Cardinals, yeah. Lions. Cardinals playing at the Lions, giving two points. Lions? How are you picking the Cardinals? Because I got to be different from you somewhere. Okay, All right. so I, I got to go for something. Right. That's Jaguars at the Texans, five and a half points. Houston's going to be playing for a lot of emotion. Yeah, they, I mean they got the Hurricane Harvey that they've had to deal with, and and I think that they're going to be on. And I think JJ Watt's going to come out and get a huge ovation. Texans. And their their defense is just monstrous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think just I think just Sean Watson's going to surprise some people. I think he's going to have some bumps in the road, but I think he's well he's be a not really starting yet. Tom Savage from Rutgers, by the way. Is from Rutgers. He's from Pitt. He played at Rutgers before he went to Pitt. Oh, Thank you went, very much. Then he went to Pitt. My Rutgers history. Mm-hmm. You were at that loss last weekend. They played better than we thought against Washington. They did. Yeah. They did. It uh-huh. Maybe a little, a little bit college better football. Maybe a little better yeah. season. Raiders at Titans. Titans giving two. Titans. See, I'm going Raiders. I think the Raiders are about to be potentially the class of the West, and I can't believe I'm saying that about the Raiders. I really thought they were in a good place last year with Derek Carr. Everybody's talking about how Derek Carr is coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. So is Marcus Mariota. They both broke their leg on the same weekend. Here's the difference between those two teams, though. The running backs. The running backs on the Titans. You don't think Marshawn Lynch is going to do it for the Raiders? No. I, I, he had a year off. He was old before. He. You, how long do you think he's going to last? The Raiders are going to have to figure out, ironically, are going to have to figure out what to do with DeMarco Murray. Yeah. Who the Eagles couldn't buy a, a rush off of when he was here because they didn't know how to use him. Mm-hmm. Who's now again dominating as a running back. Yep. Colts at Rams. Rams giving three and a half points. The Fighting Scott Tolzins of the Indianapolis since Colts you, versus since, Jared Goff of the Rams. Since, since you like ratings so much, this will be clearly the worst rated game of the weekend. Oh yeah, I mean oh. the Colts have, as you said, Tolzine as a quarterback. Yes, they don't know when Luck's going to be able to play yeah. again. And the Rams are the Rams. They are the Rams. Yeah. Uh, we both have the Rams winning, though. We do. Because somebody has to win <laughs> right. a bad football uh-huh. game. And at okay? least you might as well pick the home team. Let's, let's pick them. Mm-hmm. So I went back and forth on this game. Seahawks at Packers. Packers given three. So I think that the Seahawks are going to be a dominating defense. Uh, I think Green Bay is going to be a very good team this year. I think they might win that conference, but I think Seattle could go on the road and, and win that one. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised by either team winning that one. Though. I would be surprised that the Packers would win if the Seahawks score three points. 
<laughs> because uh, that defense. Uh, uh, that defense is going to be. They were great beforehand to throw Sheldon Richardson in the middle of that line. I, I am rather concerned about that. Um, the, we're going to play the, Seattle later in the season, This might be too. better than it was a few years ago. Why do you think I'm concerned when I make my Eagles picks? Because we're talking Kansas <laughs> City and Seattle, and they're all on our schedule here. All right, Panthers at Niners. Uh, nine, uh, Panthers give them five and a half points. Again, a game that uh, I don't think anybody's going to care about. The Panthers. Uh, and Newton's listed as questionable right, with his shoulder. So, shoulder so you'll see whether he plays. We're mm-hmm. both taking the Panthers. Yep. Uh, Giants at Cowboys, I, I spoiled it already, taking the Giants. I, I am, uh, as long as Beckham plays. If Beckham doesn't play, I think the Cowboys Then win. you think the Cowboys yeah. will win it. All right, Monday night, we got Saints at Vikings. Vikings. I think Vikings, too, though. I can't believe I have to pick Sam Bradford. There's nothing worse than picking a game that Sam Bradford's playing in, because that means you got to watch him throw like three yard passes when there's somebody streaking open down the field because he just doesn't look but, that far. But he'll complete eighty percent of those three yard passes. Yeah, for yeah. like seven and a half yards. Right. So it's like nothing. He'll, he'll first, second, third down. He'll get nine yards and they'll punt. All right, Chargers, Broncos. Broncos given three and a half points. Broncos. The L.A. Chargers playing at the Broncos. I will never ever call them the L.A. Chargers. Brett, how you feel about them being the L.A. Chargers? You, you struggling back there? No, I just don't want Chargers to win at all. So you're rooting against wow, the Chargers. Wow, you you're bitter. He is bitter. He just can't let go. But by he the way, $2,000. Do you do you like the double Monday night football games? No. I'm not a big fan of that. But then again, I mean, I fall asleep too early now. I'm too old for that. Right. I, I it, when, when I was in school, I wish if I was in college they had the two Monday night games. And there are some nights when I'm up working Why? late. Why? When you were I in am, college, you should have been studying. Yeah, okay. Case, so anyway, no, my parents know exactly what happened when I was in college. They, they're under preconceived <laughs> ideas that I was sitting on studying on a Monday night, okay? Mm-hmm. I've been honest enough with them. All right, All right so we, I think we should head to break. Yeah, when we come back, yep. we will go over the Eagles schedule a little bit, what we expect, uh, talk a little bit more about what's going on out there in the sports world. So stick with us. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon residential landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. And we're back here on the Heart of Sports on 610 AM. I'm Jason Springer along with Jeff Cohen. 
Okay, we made our NFL picks. Let's talk a little bit Eagles. Wait, uh, before we get there, though, we should remind people the Patriots are still 0-1 and in last place. That You're happy about that. Yeah. Are you, like, anti-Patriot or... No, I'm actually a fan of Tom Brady. You he, see them boo he, he went Rod- to a pretty good college. you see them boo Roger Goodell in New England? Yeah, and they made those little towels up for him, The too. clown shirts yeah. for him. I mean, that they was def- a little rough, huh? They, they definitely were ready for it and liked it. Yeah. All right, I'm having trouble with the Eagles this season because I want them Already? to be really good, and I am very concerned about the way that their schedule lays out. Yeah, um, so let's go through some of their games real fast. Mm-hmm. Start this weekend against Washington. Uh, we both have them winning that game. Yep. You think that Washington's just not going to be that good this year? No. Okay. Um, next week, playing against the fighting Andy Reeds, the Kansas City Chiefs oh, in Kansas City. Oh, it's going to be ugly. Yeah, I, that's yeah. not a game that I have as a win on the schedule. I have that as a loss. That's why I think the first game winning is so important because you don't want to come back home against the Giants for the third game 0-2. Especially when you have that fantasy stud Alex Smith on the quarterback. You and your fantasy shots. All right, <laughs> we play against your boys, the Giants, on September 24th. Loss. You have that as a loss. Yeah. I have that as a win mm-hmm. at the Chargers on the How? first. How do you have that as a win? Against the Giants? Yeah. I happen to think that the Eagles' defense will be better than people think. I'm concerned about them covering the wide receivers, but I don't know what the Giants' defense is going to be against Giants the Eagles. Giants' defense is going to be really good. All right, we'll see. Yeah, okay. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that I'm sure Brett they will be willing, really good corners. I'm sure Brett will be willing to make a bet with you over some kind of food about that one. Uh, I'm going to keep losing food all year. Go well, ahead. it's okay. You won't gain weight then. That's don't worry true. about it. So there's a bright side <laughs> to losing. Okay. All right. Uh, well, you don't think I buy myself a pot? <laughs> game against the Cardinals on the eighth. What do we got? Oof. Cardinals? Yeah. Loss. So you have them losing at home you to the Cardinals. somebody, though. Oh, I skipped the Chargers. Yeah. That's right. Especially uh, since you think that's a win. I do think it's yeah. a win. Because I think they have to get a surprising win in order to actually have a successful season. I don't think they can just win the games that, that people think they're going to win. And I think going on the road against the Chargers there after what will be a physical game against the Giants could be a letdown game, tough week. I think that's. I think that the key to their season is going to be that game, the Chargers game. Yeah, because at that point I have them as one and two, so I I think that they need to get to five hundred, and the Chargers are just a wild card. Nobody knows whether they're going to be good or bad. They seem to have a good offense. They seem to have a better defense than they had before, but you just don't know, and you have no idea how this 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 change in, in location is going to affect them. They're playing in this little tiny stadium. They're playing in a soccer stadium. Like 30,000 seats, Yeah, right? like go play in high school. Yes, there are bigger stadiums in Texas for high schools, there actually. Are, yes, there we are. Okay, so you actually, not only do you have them one and two, you have them losing to the Chargers, yep. then you have them losing to the Cardinals. You yep. have them starting off the season one and four. I do. I have them starting off the season four and one. But then I have them going on a month-long winning streak. Yeah, so you just think that they're going to be an inconsistent team, or you yeah. think the teams that they're playing against are better at different parts of the schedule? I just think they have a rough beginning in the schedule. You so, got three out of four on the road, and and the home game is against the Giants. I just think that's a that's a really rough way to start. On the road against the Panthers, that's the start of your winning streak. Yep. I have that as a loss at home against the Redskins. We I both have, have that as a win. Sweep for the season. Um, yeah, just neither of us really have confidence in what the Redskins are at home against the Niners. Who's who, the 49ers quarterback this year? Oh my goodness! Now you're testing me. Who's I'll, it going to be? I'll have to think about that. I don't think it's going to Whoever it's going to be, uh, and the reason I say that is because I think that in any given week it's going to be somebody else. I well, just, it's it's going to be Brian Hoyer to start the season. Well, okay. Well, how many teams has Brian Hoyer been on that he's been replaced it, on? He did rip the Cleveland Browns uh, as an organization and franchise. Why? Because he couldn't start there? Well, he said it just wasn't quite um, what he had hoped for, among other wait, things. Wait, wait, wait. 
What did Brian Hoyer think he was getting into when he was know. on the Browns? Keep talking and I'll Google it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and find you an answer I mean, real seriously, fast. he joined the Cleveland Browns. What he did said he that, expect? He said the situation in Cleveland was a joke, really a circus. So I don't know if that's a criticism or just an honest comment. I have no idea, but uh, it's not like he's lighting the world on fire. How many teams has he been? He played for the Texans. Lost his job there. I mean, come on. Well, they'll they'll be playing Take it against. From the source. They'll be playing against him on the 29th. Okay, yep. still at home, so that's the end of their three game homestand against the Broncos on the fifth. You yeah. have that as a win. I have that as a loss. I bet you were surprised by that. I was surprised yeah. you had as a win. I, I went back and forth on that. I think Denver's going to be a better team. I just don't know what their quarterback situation is going to be. That's the problem. I, I, I don't think they know what their running back situation is going to be either. No, I don't think they have any. Their idea. offense is rough. Their, their defense is their, still good. Their defense is really good, and that's yeah. what concerns me is playing against some of these defenses. I mean, it's kind of a murderer's row in terms of the players, the teams that you're playing look, against. Look at the defenses they're playing. They're playing Kansas City, the Giants, the Cardinals, which is also a very good team. The Panthers Seahawks. are a good one. The Seahawks, the Broncos. Those are good defenses. The Raiders. Eh, the Raiders defense is okay. Uh, Khalil Mack. <laughs> He's good, but, but I don't <laughs> think, hits, I don't th- I don't think hits, they have a well-rounded He hits hard. Yeah. Okay, on the 19th, they're at the Cowboys for the first of two games against the Cowboys. Loss. We both have that as a loss. Yeah. Is that confidence in the Cowboys or lack of confidence in the Eagles going on the road? I, ju- the I just think winning there for the Eagles is just difficult. At home against the Bears, we both have that win. as a win. Yeah. On the road against the Seahawks, we both have that as a loss. Yeah. Then they're both. Then they're going. They might as well not travel for that. Game. Well, they're going to actually. So I think what's going to happen is they're going to stay out in California that week because they play the Rams again. So they're going to stay out on the West Coast, and I think they're going to beat the snot out of the Rams because they're going to be yeah. angry after they lose to the Seahawks. <laughs> so I have a win in the Rams game because I just think. See, that I gonna... think what they should do is all the guys that they played in the preseason, bring them back for one week, let them play the, against the Seahawks, and the other guys will be fresh for the Rams. Don't make me much Matt McGloin ever again, please. <laughs> all right, let, let's be real here. How about your other quarterback? No, thank you, uh, Dane Evans. Yeah. At the Giants on the seventeenth, we both have that as a loss. Mm-hmm. Raiders at home on Christmas. You will be out I'm there going to that game. in the cold weather. Like, Are you getting cold it's thinking a about night that? game, too. Are you getting cold thinking about that? Yes. I know you're not terribly thrilled. Like, I would be excited. You are not excited about this. Here's my concern. Tell me. It's a night game. Go ahead. Lay down on the couch. Uh, Tell uh, me your concerns. <laughs> <laughs> I have concerns about night games on Christmas Day. <laughs> There's going to be way too much alcohol at that game. I I just you, wish that people would not drink that much because the game becomes not fun to be around. Plus, the, plus you're going to have all the Raiders fans, and there's just nothing good about a Raiders fan. I can't imagine what's going to happen at that game. Oh. Um, I have it as a loss. That person think, that they talk about being in the basement, it's going to be full. I think that that game will actually determine whether the Eagles make the playoffs because I think they're going to beat Dallas the next week and end up at nine and seven. You have them at seven and nine. Well, I have them at seven and seven going into the last going two into games. the last two, and, and I just think they're going to have a really hard time winning those. They're both home games, yes. So that gives them a little bit of advantage, but I just think that the Raiders and the Cowboys are just a bit above them in skill. Last season I picked them at seven and nine. This season I've been eight and eight, nine and seven. I was surprised that when it worked out they were nine and seven. I don't know if nine and seven makes the playoffs. I think ten wins is is what you might need in the seven and nine doesn't. Seven so and nine does I, I not. You will Eagles not be in the playoffs, playoffs no. if it's seven and nine. That will not be happening. Nope. Um, okay. So college football. You went to a game last weekend. I did. You went to Rutgers. 
I did. You, look how happy you are. I am because we never get to talk about Rutgers on yeah. the radio, and when we normally do it, they're getting blown out. They actually played well. I, yeah, I have to. Is th- there I mean, a good loss? Like that would be a no good there, loss. There, there is no good loss. Okay, so it's just okay. a loss. But yeah. they they showed things that people didn't expect they, to see. They, they played Washington, which was in the in the semifinals last year of the college football playoff. Uh, they lost a bunch of players, including one to the Eagles, who's on the physically unable to perform list, I believe. Our future starting quarterback. That's right, yeah. Um, Washington got off to a slow start. But I, I have to tell you, I was really impressed because I didn't think anybody was going to be there. I was going to say, what and, was the atmosphere like? Because, you know, it's the Labor Day weekend and... It was close to full, and it was a rowdy crowd for three quarters, and, and the student section just all left because it was a Friday night. So once they were way behind, the student section headed out, and then people started. They, they went to go after. party for right. Friday night. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I but I thought it was I thought it was a good crowd for Rutgers. <laughs> for Rutgers, yeah. I love that qualifier there <laughs> for for Rutgers. <laughs> Look, Rutgers was put in the Big Ten, even though they don't belong there, for the reason that they're in the metropolitan area. Be gentle, okay? No, that well, that's that's the same reason that that Maryland was put in. All right. and but Maryland, a- I think, is building a program. But they have a huge advantage. They which, won against Texas last week. Yes. That was huge. But so, they have a huge they have a huge advantage. Couple couple of few big games this yeah. week too that we'll look towards. But we're joined real fast on the phone by Jason Wolf. Jason, are you are you there? I'm here. I'm also here with Brian Prop, Jason. Hey Brian. So Brian, we've had on the show before. Flyers great. How are you guys both doing today? You're on with Jeff and Jason. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we wanted to have you guys on. Thanks for having us on, Jack. No problem. We wanted to have you guys on real fast. You have a charity hockey game coming up next week, and we wanted to kind of plug it a little bit, raise attention. Can you tell us a little bit? This is the second annual charity game that you're doing. Tell us a little bit about what's going to go on. Uh, Brian, let me take here. What's that? You want me to take the lead here? I'll let me speak. You want yeah, to go you ahead. guys. You guys go ahead. Just just tell us. Right, Duke so, it out. Yeah, go ahead. So, all right, so um, this is our second annual WCRE Celebrity Charity Hockey event. Uh, Brian, uh, when he joined our company, he's in charge of our business development and part of our, um, our in our community uh, development is for our company. So two years ago, we decided to put together a celebrity charity hockey game to support. You guys hear me okay? Yep, we got yep. you. Okay, so we decided to put together a celebrity charity hockey game that would support the six uh, charities in the South Jersey and Philadelphia community that our company supports. Uh, those charities are um, the Alzheimer's Association of Delaware Valley, American Cancer Society, uh, the Samaritan Hospice of New Jersey, uh, Jewish Federation of South Jersey, the YMCA of Burlington and Camden County, and the Cares Institute at Rowan University. Um, so all of the money that we raise from this hockey event is we take the and distribute it equally to all six charities. Um, last year we had uh, we raised over fifty thousand dollars, and this year our goal is to hopefully exceed seventy five thousand dollars to uh, give back to these amazing organizations so who, uh, that service our community. Who's 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 going to be there other than Brian? <laughs> Just Brian. So Brian, you wanna, Brian, you want to take the lead on that one? Why don't you answer that? Yeah, so I have uh, five other celebrities, uh, uh, Andre Faust, Todd Fedoric, Shel Samuelson, uh, Chris Terrian, and uh, 
I just remember how uh, tall but, uh, Shell yeah. Samuelson was watching him on skates. I can only imagine standing next to him now. Um, we, we're kind of almost at the end of the show. So for people who want to get more information or, or support your efforts, how can they find out more or get tickets to go over to the game and the dinner? Um, so the best thing I would tell everybody to do is um, if you go to our website or on our homepage, there is a link to buy tickets to the event. Um, there is a game at 5 o'clock next Saturday. Um, the game goes from 5 to 7, and there's a dinner and auction afterwards uh, at the Victory Bar and Grill in Berlin. So if you go to Wolf, W-O-L-F-C-R-E.com, WolfCRE.com, you can purchase tickets online. Um, or you can email Brian at brian.prop, P-R-O-P-P, at wolfcre.com, and we can make sure people that have an interest uh, get taken care of. Well, we are running out of time on the show, but we appreciate you coming on to give a plug. Keep us updated on what's going on, okay? Guys, thank you very much, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks you for too. including Take us. Thanks for yeah. what you're doing, guys. Yeah. Thanks. So we wanted to have them on. Uh, got about 20, 30 seconds left mm -hmm. here, Jeff. But, you know, we talk about the impact of sports on society and giving back to the community, and that's what we like to see. And, and we see Brian doing that a lot in our community. We do, and, and it's great to see. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us this week on The Heart of Sports. We're out of time right now. Make sure to join us next Friday night as we help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one. Until next week, bye-bye.